We are in Chagiga Chavbez Amin Aleph 22A3 in the Artual Gemara. We have been discussing for the last couple of recordings the law, the halacha, that a person should not put one utensil inside of another utensil and put it into the mikveh that won't work, at the very least for the inside utensil, for the utensil that's on the inside, only with regards to kachim, only with regards to the service in the base of Mikdash, but not with regards to regular food. If you want to use those uh, utensils for regular food, then it would, it would be fine. And also not just regular food, but even for truma, for even for the food, the crop that's given to the Kohen. So the Gemara is going to ask, what is the distinction between why is this permissible for regular food and for truma, but it's not permissible for kudshin? Uh, but before we get into that, just uh, uh, it's uh, going to end up becoming a very interesting Gemara. Uh, for, in my mind, for ramifications beyond just these laws of purity and impurity, but really a, a general principle is going to come out of this. And in order to explain it clearly, we just have to define a few terms. And so when it comes to these laws of a person that they're not allowed to put a utensil into another utensil for the mikvah for the service in the base of Mikdash to use food that's being used in the service of the base of Mikdash. So, at first glance, who are we talking to here? Who's going to care about these laws? Who is the Mishnah talking to? So there are really three different categories of people. There's one category of people who, they're, let's say, they are anti. They, they're anti-Halacha, anti-the Torah. If you tell them, tell to them, they're not going to listen anyway. So then that clearly, that group, we're not talking to, because there's no point in talking to them. If they're not going to listen anyways, there's no point in talking to them. Then on the other side, we have people who are what we call a, uh, a chaver, chaverim. And these are people that they know that they're not, they're not rabbis, they're not Torah scholars, but they know the basics. They know the basic laws. And these are the people that are knowledgeable and also will listen to you. So it would seem that, that the Mishnah is talking to to those people, at first glance, the people that are knowledgeable, that care, that want to know. Then you have a middle group. This middle group is called the Am Ha'aretz group. And these are people who, they are not knowledgeable. They don't know the law. At the same time, they are not anti the law. They, they would want to follow the law uh, somewhat, not necessarily in its entirety. But if they hear some laws that uh, resonate, some of the, they'll or, or at least are not uh, an inconvenience, they'll follow those laws. If it's an inconvenience, so then they won't follow. They won't. They won't necessarily follow the, those laws. So you have di- different groups and different types of people when it comes to uh, halacha. Obviously, the ideal is for uh, people to want to follow the halacha in its entirety. But the, the reality is is that we have these different types of groups. So again, we have the people that are anti. Those people we're definitely not talking to. Then the other two groups are the people that are the chaverim. These are people that are completely, they are knowledgeable uh, and they want to keep uh, halacha to its fullest. And then that middle group is the amha'aretz, those that are not knowledgeable. And at the same time, they, they will keep certain laws, not others. Uh, it really depends on the scenario and the circumstance. So with that background in mind, the Gemara is going to explain who exactly are we talking to in this Mishnah and why. And, and, and really, and this is going to stem from the, the basic question of what is the distinction between uh, Kodesh and Truma, that by Kadshim, we say that putting one utensil into another utensil will not work 
for the mikvah. It will not make it pure. But uh, when it comes to truma, it will make it pure. It will be a a sufficient tevila, a sufficient uh, act of immersion into the mikvah to make it tahor. And again, we explained the reasons why it doesn't work for kodesh in the past. Either it's because it's a chetzitza, it's a separation with the waters, or it's a concern that uh, you're going to end up using a utensil, the outer utensil, where it doesn't have a big enough hole for the water to be in the inside to be considered connected to the actual mikvah. These are different reasons, but that's not really our main uh, main subject for today. The Gemara asks, and we'll see this in the beginning, on the first column of 22A3, Ihachi Trumanami. If it, if it doesn't work, if it's a chasita problem, if it's a separation problem, if it's a problem that you're going to confuse it with other utensils that are that are going to, where the outer utensil is not a big enough hole, if there's, there's a really a serious problem here, so then this should really apply across the board. Why does it only apply to kachim? So when you use these pots and utensils for kachim for uh, for the service in the base of Magdash, it should, it should apply to truma also, to truma, the crop that's given to the Kohen, or maybe even for just regular food that people eat, just just food that people eat, it should make it that it doesn't work for everything if it's really a, a serious concern. So they weren't answers, no. Laman Kamrin, and who are we talking to in the Mishnah? Chaverim, Chaverim Yadi. We're talking to Chaverim. We're talking to people who are knowledgeable, and since they're knowledgeable, when it comes to Truma, they will also know to make sure that there's no chatzitza there, that there's no separation of the water, that, they, that the inner utensil will not be so tightly uh, inside the outer utensil, or if the concern is about the hole, they'll make sure that the hole is big enough. But these are people that are knowledgeable, so they'll know exactly uh, what to do. So they weren't asked if that's the case. The obvious next question is, Iyahachi, Kodesh Nami, if they're really knowledgeable people that we're talking to. So then when it comes to Kachim also, when it comes to the service in the base of Magdash, these are people who are knowledgeable. They'll know how to insert one utensil inside of another in the proper way. They'll know exactly how to do it in the proper way, and there won't be any concern. So even with regards to Kachim, even with regards to the service in the base of Magdash. So the more answer is no. What's our concern by Kachim? Chazile Ama'aretz V'azil Matpil. We are concerned that an Ama'aretz Again, that middle category of somebody who does not know the laws, but they, they, they sometimes will follow the law if they if they learn about it, if they're taught that law. So let's say you have this Amaaretz, you have this person from the middle category. They come and they see that a Chaver, that somebody who is knowledgeable, takes one utensil, puts it into another utensil, and dips it in. Now they, that Amaaretz, this person in the middle category, they don't know how to distinguish between uh, whether it's tightly packed in or not, or whether it's a big enough hole or not. They just see that one utensil is inside of another utensil. They're going to go ahead and think, anytime you put one utensil inside of another utensil, it's perfectly fine. When in fact, that is not the case. In fact, uh, it's only the case if you're very careful to get out of the, the concerns and the problems. So that's the case. That's the one that we're talking to in the Mishnah. And when it comes to Kachim, we're concerned that the Amarites will see it. He will then use a similar... Uh, uh, in, inner utensil and outer utensil situation where the inner utensil is inside the outer utensil and put it into the mikvah and then use it for kachim. So that's why we say by kachim, we have to be very careful. Not for the chaver, not for the people that are knowledgeable. They know how to distinguish, but it's for the people that are watching. The people from the middle category, the amarit, who's watching the chaver, who's watching the one who's knowledgeable, immerse his utensils. And he's going to think that the way he's doing it, I could also do it without knowing how to be careful about it. So it's really... For the Amarit, it's really for the person that is not knowledgeable, but will sometimes follow the law. The Gemara asks, okay, still, but what's the distinction between Kachim and Truma? Truma Nami. 
So we should be concerned just as much by truma. When it comes to truma, we should be concerned that you have this amaretz on the side, this person who is not knowledgeable. They'll see that somebody else, this chaver, the person who is knowledgeable, put one utensil inside of another utensil, and they're going to think that I could also do this even with regards to truma. They'll think that you could do this with regards to truma, and really that inner utensil won't be tahar. In reality, it won't be. It won't work. So. The Gemara answers, uh, the next discussion is, a fast, in my mind, a fascinating discussion. The Gemara answers, It's true. The Amaretz will not be able to distinguish when it comes to the laws of Truma. But who says we have to accept Truma from an Amaretz? Let's say you have this Amaretz, this person from the middle category. So you have this person from the middle category who doesn't really know the law. They see somebody else put an inner kli into an outer kli and put it into the mikvah. So let's say this Amaretz then also does it. But they do it in the wrong way. And so now really the food is impure, or the truma is impure. So this is a very easy way to get out of it. Just we'll say, we're never going to accept truma from an ama'aretz. From somebody from the middle category, we won't take truma. We won't take the crop from such an ama'aretz. So the Gemara then asks, fine. If that, and, and it might be that, you know, in fact, uh, that food is tame, is impure, but it won't be such a catastrophe because they don't really follow the law. And those that do follow the law will never take that food from those that don't follow the law. So then where it says, fine, so do the same thing by Kodesh. Kodesh nami lo kablu minayu. So why don't we do the same thing by Kodesh? If we see an Amaret, somebody from the middle category that um, they've used a pot with an inner pot into an outer pot and they put it into the mikvah, so then maybe we shouldn't accept any Kodesh, any animal, any food that's used. Uh, in that pot for the purposes of the base of Mikdash, for the service in the base of Mikdash. We just won't accept it. Why can't we just not accept it? I think Mar has a fascinating answer here. The Mar answers, Havale Eva. No. We have to accept it. Even people from this middle category, what is Kodesh? Kodesh is when they're bringing their own sacrifice. They're bringing a sacrifice to the base of Mikdash. Even people in this middle category, they don't keep all the laws, but they keep some of the laws. And they don't know, really know the details of the laws. But they also want to bring a sacrifice. And so we'll say that even though there's a concern that maybe this is impure, we're not sure. It could be that it is pure, but maybe it is impure. And since it might be impure, but we want them to bring it. So we don't want to have, we don't want to cause fighting. We want to allow them to bring it. We don't want to cause fighting. We don't want them to say, you know what? Uh, you know, they're never accepting our kachim, they're never accepting our animals as sacrifices. We don't want that situation to happen. And so therefore, by kachim only, and when it comes to kachim, we're going to say that we have to be careful to do it in the right way, that even a chaver, even somebody who's knowledgeable, will not put an inner pot into an outer pot, even in the correct way, because somebody who's looking, an outsider who's looking, will think that it's fine to do, when in fact you can only do it in, in, a, in the right situation where it's not a chatzitza where it's not a separation or it's a big enough hole, um, whatever whatever the case is. But we'll tell the chaver, we'll tell the people who are knowledgeable to be extra cautious so that an outsider who's looking, an outsider who does not necessarily keep all the laws, they're not knowledgeable. So we, we don't want them to see what's going on and think that it's allowed because if we uh, do allow that, so then we're not going to be able to accept their sacrifices. And we want to accept their sacrifices. We don't want to have a fight. We don't want to cause Ava to have hatred between them that we're never going to accept their sacrifices. So the Gemara then says, But when it comes to Truma also, we said that these laws don't apply to Truma, but why not? We should be concerned that you have this person who is an Amaretz, 
who put an inner clea, an inner utensil, and turned it into an outer utensil. They didn't know all the details and all the nuances involved. And then they put their truma, they put the crop that they're going to give to the Kohen. They'll go ahead and give it to the Kohen. Why shouldn't we be concerned there that we're going to say, no, we can't take, we're never allowed to take truma from somebody who's an ama arts, who's somebody who's from that middle category. So Gemara says, no, when it comes to truma, it's very easy for them to get out of it. What they're going to do is, somebody who's from part of this middle category, it's not like it's only Yisraelim who are part of this middle category. We also have, there are also Kohanim, there are people from the from the tribe of the of the Kohen tribe, part of that Kohen tribe. There are people also who are Kohanim, who are also people who are not knowledgeable. Just because you're Kohen doesn't mean that you're knowledgeable. They're also not knowledgeable. And those that are not knowledgeable will then give their truma to others who are not knowledgeable. And so that is, that's not going to cause any fighting because they have, these are people who want to give truma. They want to give their crop to the Kohen, but they'll give it to their friend, their friend, the Kohen, who's also not knowledgeable. And that's how they'll fulfill their mitzvah, even if it's uh, impure. Uh, and so therefore we're not, we're not so concerned because we're not going to, we're not going to change everything around just for them. Because they, they're, they're not necessarily keeping the laws anyways, and they'll give their truma to their friend. However, when it comes to kachim, so when it comes to kachim, they're bringing it to the base of Migdash. It's service towards the base of Migdash. So the only ones that are working in the base of Migdash are people that are knowledgeable. And so we don't want to, they have to give it to us, to, to the people that are knowledgeable. And we don't want to create a situation where we say we can never accept your, your kachim. We can never accept your sacrifices. So therefore, because of that, we don't want to cause fighting. And because of that, we will go out of our way to say that everybody, even those that are knowledgeable, should not put an inner kli into an outer kli, into the mikvah, because we're concerned that maybe the Amaretz will see. He'll then think you could always do it in all circumstances when it's really not the case. Then his kachim is really impure. His kachim really is impure because it was a chazitza problem, it was a separation problem, or it wasn't a big enough hole. And then they'll give it to us and we'll have to say no. So what's better? Instead of causing all these fights, we're going to create a situation where, you know what? We're going to say everyone has to, everyone has to, not put an inner kli in an inner utensil into an outer utensil, so that we could accept the whole reason for this law of the Mishnah is so that we don't cause fighting. We could accept the sacrifices of an amaret, so somebody who's part of this middle category who is less knowledgeable. Turning the page to twenty-two a four, and the Gemara says. Who is the one that says that that this is such a strong concern? This concern that we don't want to cause fighting. We don't want them to view as though they, they don't have a part in the service itself. We want even those that are not knowledgeable to have to play a role. And so therefore we will change the laws that such so that they are actually doing it in the proper way. So that they could then bring a sacrifice. Even those that are not knowledgeable. Who is the, the one that says this? Rubiosi he. This is Rubiosi. Ditanya. Because it was taught in a brisa from the times of the Mishnah, Amar Rabbi Yosi, he's the one that says this. He said, He's of the opinion who says that we believe the Amart person from this middle category who doesn't really know so many laws, but we believe them when they say that their wine and their oil is pure for sacrifices during the entire year. We trust them. We trust them completely for the entire year. Why, do, why should we trust them? Because if we didn't trust them, what would happen? They wouldn't, we would never accept their oil or their wine for sacrifices. They'll think that, okay, they don't view us as, as participants, as, 
people who have rights to, to be involved in the base of Mikdash, and they're going to go ahead and create their own miniature uh, altars and, and uh, places to sacrifice. They're going to they're gonna separate completely. Better, says the Gemara, that we have them, the Quantribiosi, that we have them participate. We'll, we'll be extra careful. We'll tell people even who are knowledgeable to do things in a way where where it won't look like uh, we won't get get into any confusion, just so that they could view themselves as participants, and through viewing them as participants, they'll feel that they have they have involvement in the base of midrash. But if we were to say that we can never accept anything you bring because you're impure, uh, so then they're going to just separate completely, and they're never going to come to the base of midrash anymore. And it's a serious concern. So better that we. We, we, from the onset, create a situation where they're doing things in the right way. And even if that means for us, for those that are knowledgeable, to be super, super uh, careful about it. And then more than comments, another comment related to this. Amr Papa Rapapa says, That in Amar, somebody who's not so knowledgeable... Maybe they shouldn't really testify. They shouldn't testify in court either as a witness, because in order to testify as a court in court in a Jewish court as a witness, you have to be also knowledgeable in the areas of law which uh, deal with uh, witnesses when they come to the based in when they come to the judicial courts. But in fact, we do accept them to to provide testimony. And who is this? This is like Rabiosi. Rabiosi is also of this opinion, who says that we don't want to cause fighting. We don't want them to say, you know, we're never gonna. If they don't accept us as witnesses, we're never going to show up in court to begin with. So, in a Jewish court to begin with. So, better that we accept them so that they feel they're a part of it, so that they do continue to be connected to the judicial courts. The same thing is true with regards to the base of Megdash, with regards to the temple. We will be extra cautious to make sure that they're doing things in the right way, so that they feel like they're, they're participants in the base of Megdash, and the service of the base of Megdash, in the judicial courts, we want them to be part of it, even if they're less knowledgeable, so that they don't separate themselves completely and say, you know what, these rabbis, they, they don't want us uh, to be a part of it. No, we want them to feel like they're a part of it, and therefore they're going to continue coming. And I think this idea is really, uh, uh, a, a even though we're discussing the laws of purity and impurity, they, they don't seem so practical, but the this concept itself is a very uh, profound idea that we don't want to cause... Uh, fighting with those who are the Amaya Aretz, with those who are less knowledgeable, because we want to keep them connected and feel like they are they are a part of this uh, Jewish the the service to God, both in the judicial courts and in the base of Mikdash in the temple.